0: Well, hey, good morning, and welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Paul Pretty. I'm the teaching pastor for the Marion campus. Again, thanks for joining us today. This past Sunday, we continued the Now Playing series, looking at the Lord of the Rings series, uh, the Rings of Power. And uh, within this series, the primary sort of central figure is uh, a woman named Galadriel, Galadriel is an elf, and uh, you know there's a long history and story there. But really, Galadriel is is driven to um, hunt down. She's really convinced. She's convinced that that the the source, the root of evil, um, still exists. There was a war a long, long time ago where it was thought that evil was defeated, but the reality is she feels is that evil still exists. Evil is still active and it's gathering in power and so her goal is to hunt down the source someone she believes to be Sauron uh, also the one who killed her brother and so she goes out on this great adventure Um, but along the way as she seeks to really destroy the evil out there uh, what she finds is she's confronted with the evil quote-unquote in here that is in her heart and so it creates then a pretty interesting dynamic uh, I think and the dynamic really is between okay well um, I think that's true of, of all of us. We want to see evil destroyed out in the world. Uh, when we open up our eyes, uh, when we turn on our TVs, when we step outside, when we are on social media, we see evil all over the place. Uh, in terrible crimes, we see it. In uh, really evil, and in, in, in the, the source of, of really sin um, being the sin being the source of evil, and, and that manifests itself just in brokenness. Uh, it manifests itself in death. Um, just so many difficult things. And I think when we see uh, the brokenness of the world, there's something within us, or there should be, that wants to see restoration, that wants to see healing, that wants to see, um, you know, uh, like Galadriel, we want to hunt hunt evil down, we want to destroy it. And 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 that's a right and good desire. And yet, also like Galadriel, we, we have evil within our hearts. So what do we do with that? You know, what do we do with evil within our hearts as we desire to also see the evil of the world destroyed. Well, that's really the, the tension that um, I dug into on Sunday. And to do that, I went into Matthew chapter 14, um, which is the specifically, I, I focused in on the, uh, the story, excuse me, uh, the retelling of the event where Jesus fed uh, 5,000 people, likely just 5,000, not just 5,000, but Likely fifteen to 20,000 when you count the women and children. And the story set up is uh, Jesus has gone off into the wilderness upon hearing of John the Baptist's uh, death. And this large crowd, though, hears about it. They follow him. He has compassion on them, so he begins healing them. Uh, there's a long day of, of healing, and then they're sort of in a secluded area. And so the disciples come up to Jesus and they say, hey, should we send these people away? Um, you know, they, they, there's a problem here. Uh, they're not going to have food to eat. And Jesus uh, does something really interesting. Uh, he says, they do not need to go away. This is verse 16 of Matthew 14. He says, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And then they had to be like, You're, that, that that doesn't make sense, Jesus, that we have nothing really, or very little. Uh, they say, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. And he says, well, bring them here to me. Now, how does this relate to this whole setup of of desiring to see evil destroyed in the world and also the tension of evil within us? Well, I think when we rightly understand the gospel, we understand that Jesus has ultimately defeated Satan, um, ultimately, uh, on the cross. Right When he took on the penalty and the punishment for sin, he was defeating Satan. And yet Satan still can roam the earth like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So that's a difficult tension. And what we see here is is if we want to make a difference in that, what, what we do is, is we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, here's the problem. And when he says, okay, why don't you give them something to eat? Our response isn't to go and, and, and run off on our own. Our response is to give Jesus what we have. We say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you what I have. I want to see a difference in the world, but I understand that I can't do it on my own. I understand that I first need to come to you to give you what I have, to really give you my life and say, I'm open. Take, it's very little. My life is very little in the grand scheme of things. Take my life and use it and multiply it. And what we see Jesus do with these five fish and a couple of loaves is he multiplies them miraculously and everyone is fed and there's actually Plenty left over for the disciples to eat too, and where I really want to direct our hearts today is if look if we want to make a difference in the world, if we want to see uh, revival as we saw, as we if we want to uh, see people come to Christ, if we want to see uh, families restored, if we want to see just incredible Jesus exalting glorious things happen, if we want to if we want to be a part of that step one is not going and charging off on our own. Step one is coming to Jesus and saying, here is my life. Do with it what you will. My yes, as one of my favorite pastors would say, J.D. Greer, my yes is on the table. And so as we consider that, I think sometimes it's good to have sort of a practical thing we're thinking through. In this instance, the problem and the challenge was, hey, there's a lot of people who need food and we bring that to Jesus and we say hey there's a lot of people in my city who need Jesus. Hey my neighbor really needs Jesus. Hey my coworker, hey my family really needs Jesus. And we say Jesus, here's what I have. Take my life. And and would you use it? Would you multiply essentially what I have, what I'm giving you, and would you make that fruitful and effective and and would then through that the obvious answer to be how how did this thing happen? Well, of course, only Jesus could do that. And so that's really just one application that I want to lead us to today is, you know, we want to see change in the world, but first we need to come Jesus and say, here I am. Here's what I have. Use it for your glory, for your purposes. And so I want to pray to that end today. Again, I want to say thank you for joining us on the Drivecast. So I'm going to kick us off in prayer. I want to give you a little space to pray uh, pray toward the end as well. Let's pray together. Father, uh, we thank you for... um, the opportunity we have to come to you. Uh, Scripture says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence uh, because of you, Jesus. And so um, as we think uh, about just the needs of the world, maybe there's something specific we have in mind. And so like the disciples, would we come to you, Jesus? And would we give what we have and ask you to do with it only what you can do? Uh, Would we be generous? Uh, with our resources, with our talents, with our time, would we be a people who gives, um, both financially, but also, uh, again, with our our time and our talents? Um, as we do that, Jesus, would you would you take what we have, and would you multiply it for your glory? Uh, would you save? Would you use us in the process to do it? And and would you allow us to to see you working and worship you as a result? Uh, and our souls. I know we'll be so satisfied and joy filled as we see you work and do what only you can do. Lord, we need you. We love you. We come to you in Christ's name. Amen.